When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What do you do when your baby mama wants to try having a relationship again? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, found out my husband referred to me as his big boob bimbo when we were dating. My husband and I started dating in our 20s, and we've been married for 6 years. An old friend of my husband wants to catch up, we moved, and his friend is in our state for a while. I saw their messages from Facebook so long ago, and when we used to date, he used to call me the big boob bimbo or the bimbo with big boobs. He never said this to me ever, but I saw when he talked to his friends, including the friend that's staying in town in our state, about me, and they asked what his plans are, he would be like... Not much, just gonna hang out with this bimbo with big boobs tonight. I used to have blonde hair when we dated, and I always had bigger breasts, but I'm not an idiot. I have my master's degree, and I'm a very intelligent woman. I confronted him about this, and he was more upset I looked at his messages with his friend, and said I was toxic forever snooping at a man's phone. I told him that's irrelevant, and I want an explanation of why he would ever say this about someone he claims he loves. You married me and you called me a dumb big boo bimbo? He said it was long ago and it's just guys being guys. I'm very upset about this and he thinks I'm overreacting about something that happened when we were first dating. All I know is if I was in OP's position, I would be upset too. And if I were in the guy's position, I would never refer to anybody that I was with in such a way. I mean, I don't think I would refer to just about anybody that way. It may be their version of guys just being guys, but to just casually call somebody, especially somebody that you're actually interested in going out with that, just repeatedly saying it all casual like there's no big deal, I think it's particularly appalling. I mean, what does it say really about their mindset about women in general? In your opinion, would this be a deal breaker for you guys? Because I think it very well could be. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is My 30-year-old male, wife, 30-year-old female, wants to keep our finances separate all of a sudden. Am I overreacting? We moved in together in March, right after we got married, and I was financial supporting the both of us since she had no other job. Prior, she was living with her sister and planning on getting her master's. I added her to my only checking account. She had $2,000 in her own account, which she hasn't touched. Fast forward to July, two weeks after she gets a job, she says that going forward, we should keep our finances separate. This rubs me the wrong way and I say, interesting that when I was the only one earning, all the money was ours, but now that you have a job now, things are yours versus mine. From March to July, I've spent at least $10,000 on furniture, appliances for us, and $4,000 to have her green card filed. So she responds saying that for the next five or six months we'll pause on separating things and keep things together to make things fair since I've paid for everything. Basically all our income goes into our joint account. Now yesterday we have this discussion again. She says she's firm on keeping things separate but we should both do our research and come to a plan that we can both agree on. So nothing is final for now but she did mention that since she makes less than I do 
it wouldn't be fair for her if we split expenses 50-50. I make $74,000 a year with a 401k, dental and healthcare that also covers her. She works under the books, since she can't legally work yet, and so no taxes but no benefits either. $3,200 cash monthly. She says if things ever got ugly between us, she needs a sense of security that she'll have a financial cushion to rely on. I told her it feels as if it's an insurance plan to protect her against me and that she doesn't fully trust me. I feel like she's too focused on her plan B, but she says she's trying to be practical about her future, and I respond saying, what about our future? She told me I'm reacting only emotionally and not thinking from her perspective. She says she has trauma from her abusive sister threatening to kick her out multiple times when she had no job, and she doesn't want to feel unsafe again. I've made it clear to her I need time to process this because if this was discussed before marriage or right as we moved in together, I wouldn't be feeling this sour about it as I am now. The timing of this all rubs me the wrong way. She says even if things are separate, everything is still ours, but it doesn't feel like it to me. Personally, I don't think having separate finances is inherently a bad thing. I guess it could be signifying that she isn't fully all in on this relationship, but personally, I don't blame them for not wanting to put the full amount in the joint account and just continuously dropping it in there. I think honestly the healthiest thing is you both come up with whatever money you need to keep things going, maybe a little extra for the household, the the relationship, and then you have your separate accounts where you put what's left after you take out what you want for your joint account. Our next story is, wife's ex-affair partner sent her flowers at work. She decided to keep them. I, 38-year-old male, am upset that my wife, 38-year-old female, kept flowers sent to her work from the guy she had an affair with. The affair ended around six months ago, and I felt that we're finally getting to a place where I don't actively distrust her. She's a teacher, and they were delivered yesterday her first day with students for the semester. She called me between classes to thank me for sending her black roses and wanted to know what they symbolized to me. She was excited, genuinely excited, and I was confused. When I explained that I didn't send them, she got really quiet and her tone and mood dramatically dropped. I asked if he sent them, and she said, I don't know, there's no note. But if you didn't, I don't know who else would. I told her if they're from him to not accept them, to which she responded she already accepted the delivery and doesn't know who they're from. Cue the start of her next class and we don't talk about it again for the day. I did not specifically tell her to throw them away or anything like that, but I felt like my you can't accept those if they're from him set my expectation clearly. I'd already planned a mini celebration for that afternoon when she got home. I'd already bought her flowers for the house cooked her favorite dinner and bought her something that she wanted for her classroom. We had a great afternoon and the flowers at her work doesn't come up. Today, she sends me a picture of her class related to a text conversation we were having and almost off frame, I can see the flowers on her desk. I ask if that's what I'm seeing. She confirms. I ask if he sent them. She said he had sent her a text message later that day confirming they were from him. At this point, I'm like, what the actual freak? Why would you keep them? She basically says they're just flowers. She doesn't care about him at all, and you know how much I like flowers. And I've never gotten flowers at work before, so I decided to pretend they're from you. Then when I push back, she tells me I never made it clear I expected her to throw them away, but she says she will, and shortly thereafter sends me a picture of them and bent up and stuffed into her small trash can. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm very upset about this, but not sure if I'm blowing this out of proportion in my own mind. I am fairly confident that she's not been talking to him and that she's not been around him. She's had her location on her phone on since I decided to give this another chance. I don't check her phone, I don't have the passcode, and I told her I didn't want it when she offered. Edit to add, this was at the beginning of our reconciliation, that if I wanted to go through her phone, I'd do it in front of her. I'm wishing I could silently check her phone right now. This will start a fight if I demand to check it when she gets home. Honestly, I think this is just an insight into the downside of taking back a partner after they've cheated on you. I'm not saying it can't work out, but there's going to be a lot of anxiety, there's going to be a lot of insecurity probably. I mean, the fact alone that she even was able to get a text from this guy would be, if I were in OP's position, upsetting to me. My question would be, why are you still able to even get a text from that guy? Unless it's like a number you've never gotten anything from before. Personally, I don't think, even if they kept the flowers, that it would be that bad of a thing. Just because I think they just are flowers, regardless of who they came from or the intent. But yeah, I think there's just a lot of tense feelings that are going to be had going forward still. Our next story is, my boyfriend's sister won't stop touching him. I'll provide some context first. My female 18, boyfriend male 18, and I have been dating for 5 years. I'm British and he's Iraqi, so we often bump into cultural differences, but are easily solved because we're both open and understanding of each other. Now this is where the problem comes up. My boyfriend has a sister a few years younger than us. His sister nor his mother have ever liked me, but I just chalked it down to me being very alternative and them being very conservative. Over the years, I've noticed my boyfriend's sister getting more visceral towards me and more touchy and clingy with him. Now don't get me wrong, I fully understand that siblings often play around with each other, as I have two brothers myself, but she often hugs him and rubs and caresses him strangely, rubs his arms in an almost massaging way, leans against him while he's sitting down by putting her hands on his upper thighs, rubs her hands across his chest and will make comments like, your hair smells so good or you're getting muscular now. The way she does these actions is very off-putting and she often makes derogatory comments towards me along the lines of, he was mine before he was yours. I spoke to my boyfriend about it, and he said he didn't think that much into it because it's his sister, but now he thinks about it, he does see my point of view. Our relationship has had some loyalty problems in the past, which does plant seeds of doubt in my mind fairly often. He ended up talking to his sister about it while I was there, and she ended up catching on to the fact that it was me who brought it up, and she started screaming at me that white trash like me wouldn't understand how close real families are, as she put her hand on his lower stomach slash upper crotch to hold him back from walking towards me. I just walked out. 
and my boyfriend followed about five minutes later. He says he doesn't want to ruin his relationship with his family and doesn't want to take this further since his mom is now threatening to try and make him leave me, and if he doesn't, she'll make our lives heck. I'm so lost and it's genuinely such an uncomfortable situation, but I'm also worried I'm looking too much into it. What do I do? So, as far as where my comfort is and my culture, what their sister is doing is definitely a little further than I would be comfortable with, per se. Especially, like, touching in areas that are a little bit more private than just, like, innocent sibling stuff. I feel like beyond the boyfriend, the entire family is just completely against OP. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if she's doing this just to try to make OP jealous. I would want to believe if I were in OP's shoes that there's no reciprocation going on here from the boyfriend, but I feel like there needs to be some boundaries being set here that he is not setting. Our next story is, my husband, 33-year-old male of 4 years, was texting another woman, 42-year-old female, that he met telling her about our marital issues. My husband of four years has been texting a woman he met recently, telling her about our marital issues, and also telling her that he would go out with her. He would lay in bed next to me and have hours-long conversations with her while I was sleeping. He deleted all the conversations, so I have no way of knowing what was really talked about between them. He came clean and said he felt awful. He said he never went out with her or did anything with her. Not sure how to handle this or what to do. I go from being angry and upset to fine depending on the day. How should I handle this? Should I leave it alone and appreciate him for telling me before it led to something more? So, I mean, it's nice that they were upfront and honest about it. I would feel slightly more like, okay, maybe they wouldn't just go and do this. But I feel like, honestly, couples therapy would be a pretty good idea here. I think, honestly, the worst thing is to just let this go and let it slide because... In a way, whether you mean it or not, you're kind of strengthening the idea that they might be able to sneak around and get away with it, or feeling like what they did was okay and they can just move past it and not really learn anything from it. Our next story is, is it time to call it quits with my 30-year-old female, boyfriend, 31-year-old male, dead bedroom, unaddressed physical and mental health issues, debt. I, 30-year-old female, have known my boyfriend, 31-year-old male, for six years. We were on and off at the beginning, but have been solidly together for almost three years and have been living together a little over two. My unhappiness started with our dead bedroom. When we first got together, sex was a huge part of our relationship, and it was the best I'd ever had. We also had experiences with groups, hot-wifing, swingers clubs, etc. All this to say our life in the bedroom was prolific. Shortly before we moved in together, things started slowing down and dry spells got longer and longer. As of now, we've not hooked up in 9 months. I've brought it up multiple times over the years, and he says he's so stressed about other things, I'll go on to mention in this post, that he doesn't experience sexual desire anymore. He is willing to try if I'm particularly upset about it, but I can feel that he's only doing it out of obligation. It feels gross to be asking for it from someone I already know doesn't want it. He has pretty severe ADHD and clinical depression. He's done well on medication in the past, but let his prescriptions lapse a few years ago. He's unable to make himself pursue another psychiatrist to talk about treatment again. The biggest physical issue is his teeth. He had shoddy braces when he was younger and developed cavities under them. He didn't stay on top of that either and is now in need of some serious dental work. 
His parents have offered to help him pay for it, but he still can't make himself seek treatment. He gave up after calling one dentist that didn't return his call. He now doesn't take care of his teeth at all, as in does not brush or use mouthwash, and I'm now grossed out to the point where I don't like kissing him, let alone doing anything else involving mouths. He's in roughly $25,000 of credit card debt, which I know could be worse. But the majority of his money is going towards those payments without actually making any progress. This wouldn't be so bad if he didn't also want to eat out all the time and spend money on his fixation hobbies. Then stress out about money. There are still good things here. We have fun when we do things together. He's still affectionate. We make each other laugh and I love his family. But it feels like he let himself go because I moved in and he thinks he's locked me down. I chased him for so long at the beginning that it's hard to want to give up. But maybe I'm falling prey to the sunken cost fallacy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, while I feel like it's very apparent there are some serious issues going on with them, at some point, if you need to move on and live your life and you just can't see it, taking this charity case and literally giving into the sunken cost fallacy, I think it very well could be time to move on. I mean, you obviously don't get the full scope of their relationship and how everything had been, but it doesn't really seem like there was much being done for OP anyways. I just think the longer you stay here and the longer you try to make it work, the deeper he's going to just pull you towards the bottom of the ocean. It's just not fair or reasonable to expect you to stay and try to work through that. Our next story is, slept with BFF and now she's avoiding me. I'm 20 year old female, I'm not sure about my sexuality, I think I'm bisexual and I'm exploring still. I've not yet talked to anyone about it really cause I'm scared I'll get judged. My family is, well, not totally modern, but they're open-minded enough. But I'm really afraid of their reactions and, well, I don't know if I really am ready to tell anyone. Me and my BFF, 19-year-old female, have known each other for years. While I never particularly thought about her in a romantic or sexual way, I definitely found her good-looking, but I never tried to hint anything. She's in a committed relationship, but she's not really ready to do anything with him. She doesn't even feel comfortable enough to kiss him. But one day, she came up with a proposal for me. She said that she wanted to explore physical things with me because she's comfortable with me. And for some reason, she thought and still thinks this doesn't count as cheating. I told her this is a crazy idea. We talked more about it. I finally confessed to her that I want to explore things with a girl. And she said we should do it together. She doesn't know I'm bi. She thinks it's just about exploring for me. Now, I didn't want to indulge in this because I didn't really want to sleep with her, but I have a bit of a people-pleasing problem, and I said yes. We made plans, but she backed off last minute, and I was totally okay with it. I was glad she backed off. But I went to her home to hang out one day, and that day her parents also went out, so we were alone. She again starts talking about sleeping together, and my people-pleasing problem kicks in, and instead of denying, I said, let's see where this goes, and, well, long story short, I slept with her. 
Honestly, she kind of pressured me because I didn't really want to, but I did it anyway because I didn't want to disappoint her. I'm a huge sub and she dominated me, so my brain kind of went blank. Later, I felt really guilty when her boyfriend came over just 20 minutes after we slept together and was his cheery usual self. She made him leave early and then we decided to talk about what happened. She said that we should just keep doing this because it's fun and it's not like she's cheating. So I told her, let's just see what we can do. Let's not get too ahead of with it. Then I come back home and she messages me that we shouldn't do this again. So I told her that, yep, let's not do this again. I was again happy that the problem got solved on its own. A few days pass and she starts acting weirdly with me. She doesn't talk to me at all. Like, usually we used to be on call for hours, but now she completely ignores me. Won't answer my calls or call me back. I thought, okay, I'll give it a few days. Then one week later, she messages me again that she wants to sleep with me again. This time I refuse and tell her that it being a one-time thing is better for both of us. She agrees that, yeah, one-time thing is probably better. And now again, she's ignoring me. I really don't want to call her up and tell her to get her crap together. This is also taking a toll on me because she's my BFF and I really don't want to lose her this way. Edit, thank you all for the replies everyone. This made me really think about our dynamic. I realized that my feelings have never really mattered to her. I've always been someone who she told her feelings about because she knew I would never actually judge her. There have been several accounts of her ignoring me for her other friends or making me feel like I'm less. I come from a really freaked up back, as I already said. I'm still stuck in the freaked up situation. I'll make a post about it if you want to know it's a long story. She's someone who helped me through this, so she matters a lot to me, I guess. I don't have lots of people in my life. It's my freaked up parents, my life source, aka my brother, my BFF who I slept with, my other BFF who's in another city now, and a guy I like. That's it. I have really huge trust issues, so I push people away. So my BFF, I guess, is really important to me. So important that I've overlooked all her faults. But yeah, she's not been the best friend to me that I have been to her. And I know my people-pleasing problem and other things doesn't make me a victim in this whole thing. I made a mistake that I can't fix because I can't tell her boyfriend. She pressured me into it, I guess, and I guess me being a lovesick person took whatever I could get. I am really ashamed of what I did. I've talked to her today about it, more like tried to. She, of course, didn't ask me crap about my feelings and only talked about herself. I'm going to try and distance myself from her and her boyfriend and focus on myself. Thank you, everyone, for the advice given. So, personally, the way this reads to me, I feel like there's more going on from the BFF side than they're letting on. Personally, it feels like they probably had a lot of feelings for OP and... This, like, being shy, let's experiment together so I know what to expect, to me, that seemed like more of a ploy to explore and do what they wanted, which was with OP, rather than with their actual boyfriend. And then once OP's like, yeah, uh, one-time thing, that's all we need to do, all of a sudden they back off and they go quiet. Well, to me, that seems like they're obviously hoping and wanting more and probably to be with OP, to keep going with OP. They said it was fun and they wanted more. I think there's some serious crushing going on in two ways. One, the BFF on OP and their heart and feelings after realizing OP only wants that to be a one-time thing. This next story is, I, 21-year-old male, am tired of the way everyone treats me. I just want to disappear but I have a three-year-old daughter. I'm a single dad and I've been the one who's been raising my daughter. 
My ex is to live a party lifestyle and she wants nothing to do with our daughter. My family's been treating me like crap. I've had a very traumatic childhood and when my parents were using drugs, I was also using because it's just what I learned from them. I was in middle school and high school then. After I got with my ex, I stopped and I've been sober since, except for some THC here and there. My life just revolves around raising my girl and I don't mind it at all, but my family just seems to hate me. I've done everything for them and they don't seem to love me. I have a lot on my mind. I still think about the way my ex played me and cheated on me and decided to not be a mother. I think about the things I had to go through as a child. I lost people very close to me recently, and I just don't think I can really take it anymore. I'm just done and I'm ready to throw in the towel. I just want to disappear and for everyone to move on with their life once I'm gone, but I don't think I could just leave my daughter. Whenever it's my time to go, I don't want my daughter to land in the hands of my ex. But I don't know what to do. I care about her so much and I just want the best for her. She deserves a whole loving family and not just a boring old father like me. What should I do moving forward or how could I give my daughter a better life before I go? A million percent, I doubt it's possible that that kid could possibly see OP as just a boring old father. I would just plead for OP to seek some kind of assistance. Give therapy an honest try, if not for yourself at first, at least for your daughter. You gotta learn to love yourself and not try to measure your worth in the people around you or how many things you have. And learning that is also, I think, the best thing you could give to your daughter. Our next story is, my 27-year-old male, ex-girlfriend, 26-year-old female, wants to try again. We spoke about it a lot, we asked a few of our friends that already have kids, and eventually decided to go for it. We also agreed that even if our relationship doesn't last, our child's well-being would always come first. Right before lockdown in 2020, Three weeks before the due date, we welcomed a perfect little girl and both of us were completely infatuated. It was a big adjustment, but our girl was an angel and we settled into parenthood rather quickly. Everything was going great at first, but three months later, it all changed. I was working late when I got a text from my mother to tell my mom girlfriend dropped our daughter off with her while she ran some errands, but four hours later she hadn't returned and now she wasn't answering her phone. I called too, but she didn't answer me either. I got out of work, collected my daughter, and went home to find a note from my girlfriend. She said that she couldn't handle the stress of lockdown, and the baby, and she just needed some time to clear her head. She also said not to call and that we would talk soon, but days turned into weeks with no contact from her or anyone else other than her sister who visited her niece often, but never mentioned my girlfriend. Fast forward three years, and my ex-girlfriend is slowly starting to reach out again. It was slow at first, liking photos of our girl on Instagram and the odd comment, but that was it, until last week. She sent me a text saying that she had seen how well our daughter and I were doing, and asking if we could meet up. I was reluctant, but we agreed before our daughter was born that her well-being is what mattered the most, so reluctantly... I agreed to meet for a coffee, so she can see our girl. But I'm having second thoughts. How do I forgive her for walking out on me and, more importantly, on our daughter? Honestly, what she did sounded like they were kidnapped or something. Growing up, my mom loved forensic files, so I would see it all the time. And so often I would hear some story of a girl who was kidnapped, and they had them call back home and say, I'm just running away or I just can't handle the stress of things. 
I just need some time to clear my head. If I were in OP's shoes, I'd probably end up calling the cops, file a missing persons report. But anyways, after she just up and walked out on all of you and it's very apparent that's what happened, I think you have to take a long look at how your daughter is doing and figure out for yourself that if having her pop back into her life would be a traumatic thing, could mess up any good things that are going on. I mean, what if they pop up, they build up some semblance of a relationship, and they just disappear again? Is that just going to crush your daughter's feelings? Is it worth it? This next story is, my girlfriend, 28, massively helped me out, and I, male 27, don't know how to repay her. My girlfriend and I went to a music festival this past weekend and had a ton of fun. One of her favorite DJs was playing, and so we shared an Airbnb with a group of eight of my friends, who my girlfriend kind of knows, but got closer with over the course of the trip. Right before her favorite DJ came on, I noticed I was having a hard time keeping my balance in the crowd. I'd been drinking throughout the day and was on day three of the festival, so I think it was a combination of exhaustion and the drinks. I was going to try and be tough, but when I started to feel myself blacking out, I knew I needed help, or I was going to cause a scene. I told her what was happening and that I needed help, and she got me out of the crowd. I'm ballparking the crowd was 750 to 1,000 people. She saw I was in bad shape and knew my phone was broken, so called me an Uber and came back with me to the Airbnb. So she missed the act she was most excited to see. From there, I just passed out on the bed and was fine, but I'm feeling embarrassed at the fact that I needed to be taken care of. She texted my friends what happened and honestly handled it perfectly. I would hate to have ended up in the medical tent for drinking in a way that was well within my limits just a couple years ago. How do I repay her? She helped me so selflessly. Once we got home, we talked about it at length and came to a place of connection. She really doesn't want this to be a recurring thing. I was surprised this even happened because I'm generally pretty good at handling my drinks. This just happened and I really needed help and she helped me in such a selfless way. I just feel like there's something more I can do besides talking with her about it that will let her know how strongly I felt and how much more in love with her I am after this. I mean, did OP communicate exactly what they're feeling to her? The way OP keeps going on about it, like, I wish I could explain to her how much I care. Have you sat down, held her hands, told her how important and moved you are by what she did, how selfless it was and how much it and she means to you? I feel like just having that heart-to-heart and telling them from your heart, just pouring that emotion out, I feel like that would do a lot. I feel like that would matter a lot. I feel like that would be the best apology, too. And while you're there, you know, ask her. Tell her if there's anything you can do to make this up to her, you want to and it's important to you to return the favor for how amazing she was in that moment. Offer to get her new tickets to see this DJ if you can. Offer to try to have a new experience with her. I just say the most important thing, don't let these feelings go unexpressed. I think it would probably be huge for your relationship to explain that, and I think it would probably mean a lot to her as well. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.